welcome everyone, dear listeners, to the ITM podcast, International Tourism Management of NHL Stenden. I'm your host, Christian Vanderham, and today we have a very special guest, our valued colleague, Konstantin Kineski. Hello. Well, that sounds like an entrance. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you for having me here. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to uh, to talk with you about your work, uh, ITM, all, all things that, you know, contribute to our study program and to the city. Right. Perhaps you would like to introduce yourself. So, uh, yes, uh, my name is Konstantin Grudnevsky. Um, I originally am from Russia, but I've been living here for over 21 years. I was one of the first tourism management students when the program started in 2001. I was a little bit late uh, because, you know, uh, just happened to come in October. Uh, 9-11 didn't really happen. It helped to actually <laughs> come a bit earlier. The visa procedure was delayed. But um, I was in the first cohort of uh, tourism, international tourism management. Uh, at the time, it was very much Dutch, pretty much like nowadays. Um, I did four years of a bachelor's, then I did also two years of master's. Back in Russia, I also studied linguistics for five years, uh, and since 2008, I've been teaching uh, just a variety of different things. So that's, uh, and at the moment, actually, if I think about it on paper, I'm Dutch because I've, uh, I don't even have Russian citizenship anymore. So. That sounds. It sounds like like a, a mystery a thriller on paper. He's Dutch. Yes, but <laughs> well, when you're a foreigner, I think you always will stay a bit of a foreigner. You cannot completely, because your background is not from here. You, I mean, still the first twenty five, twenty two years, twenty three years I spent in Russia, and years that shape you after. Yes, all. that's uh, that's true. So so. If the listener, I mean, I can imagine the listener is like, okay, I don't know so much about Russia itself. Maybe Moscow, St. Petersburg, mm. maybe a very superficial idea now. But where in Russia are you from and how do you find us? All right. Um, actually, if you know where Moscow is, that's already a very good start because uh, it's uh, my hometown is Orol. It's named Orol, uh, which if you translate it into English would be Eagle. So there are not a lot of names that have exact pure translation, but I mean, mine has. And it's uh, not far from Moscow for Russian standards. It's only 400 kilometers to the south and a little bit west from Moscow. So if you have Moscow in Moscow region, you go down, you have Tula in Tula region, and then my hometown, Aral, and Aral region. And as it happens, it's on the same latitude as Leovarden. So Many, 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 many years ago in the 90s, just when the um, Soviet, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, uh, when the the Iron Curtain opened up, um, the some representatives of the Leuvarden came together with some representatives of uh, people from my hometown and the established uh, um, what do you call it partnership, right? The, State Band, yeah. the city. And now in Russian. Partnerstvo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds exotic. Like <laughs> <laughs> and then you thought, hey, why not trying? Or was there kind of an invitation? Um, or? Well, the thing is that, um, so it happens, it so happens that my 
school was twinned to, uh, it had a partner school here in Leovada. So the, for the first time I went abroad, properly abroad, was in 95 and uh, it was on a tiny little bus, well not, not very tiny, but very slow bus. Uh, it took us over 60-70 hours to get here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't help when Ooh. we were crossing the border uh, with Poland, Belarus-Poland. Uh, Belarus, uh, but uh, it was the first time that I went abroad and it was quite impressive. It ch- changed my view on many things. And then I uh, I was involved in uh, some other exchange. I was helping trans- to translate because I st- at the time I studied linguistics, I studied the English language. And uh, uh, when I graduated, I was not certain what I wanted to do because I started working at the, for the university, but uh, it was more of a, how should I put it? It was very much of a voluntary work because uh, if we consider volunteering as work um, which is carried out for free, that was pretty much what was happening because uh, the salaries were non-existent. Um, at the same time, I I had a friend from, uh, she was a professor in Oxford, and she said, like, okay, the you know the English language, but what are you going to do with it? Because it's not the, the it should be the means to the end, not the end in itself. Not the goal. But not the goal, yes. Yeah. And I thought about it, and I thought, all right, I mean, I would love to study tourism. And uh, the funny thing was that uh, my home university also had a tourism department. So I talked to some of my colleagues and they basically said, well, the thing is that we don't know what we're talking about. We've got a book and we're just reading what's written in that book and we're telling the same thing to the students. That's that was the level. So they basically said, please don't waste your time here. And indeed, in uh, what I knew, maybe I'm wrong, but... Um, there was only one proper school of tourism uh, in the past, and it was in Sochi. And it would have been possible to, for me to get there anyway. And as it happened, uh, when during one of the exchange moments, I heard that um, the, there was a possibility to study tourism in Leuvarden. And I was like, wow, maybe I should try it. So um, in 2001, at the beginning of the year, I... Was it? Yeah, 2001, I think. Uh, yes, 2001. I came here on exchange and I was uh, staying um, with a f- at a friend's place here in uh, Spaniardsland, just a bit further away. And I said, well, um, I've heard there is this school where you can study tourism. It's called Kristelkachoschool Nordnederland. And he's like, mm, yeah, right. Can you look out of the window? You can actually see it. So yes, that was uh, just by coincidence. So I came here and I had a look. Um, what I was told, I was actually misinformed because um, probably what I heard from my friends, they were talking about summer school because I w- <laughs> the tourism program just started that year. So that was absolutely something new. And it was still quite interesting. So I was uh, in many ways involved. I've, s- I've seen the beginnings of uh, tourism management 
as a student from the, that perspective. Actually, I know that you were in the second cohort. I was about to say, you make me feel very old because we kind of, we, <laughs> yeah. we, this is very funny, we go way back with some other colleagues yeah. and, oh gosh, it makes me feel like I'm older, as old as yes, old testimony. But, but, but yes, we are. <laughs> I think I also seen a picture of you back in the days. I, yeah, I should right. have a look. Um, yeah, I used to write for the um, NHL, uh, NHL, what? CHNN. Sehayen Krant, yeah. Uh, did a few other things. I worked for the uh, language department, uh, for the language, um, what do you call it? That language. Yeah, the, I know the one yeah, downstairs. Yeah, grand exactly, yeah. yeah. Not the Grand Tour, but the language. What? Well, yeah. anyway, that one. Language department. Yeah. <laughs> but CHNN, CN, CHN, then Stenden, then NHL Stenden. So, yeah, yeah, we have, have seen quite a lot of changes already. True, true. Um, so, um, you used to uh, teach English, yep. obviously, yep. and now I think you are involved in the master program as well, isn't it? Yes, that's true. Actually, um, some years ago, I it was a conscious decision to move away from English, from teaching the languages, and um, I moved towards research more, because that's where my passion is, and that's where I'm... Passion may be a very strong word, but my interest it lies and um so i'm involved in uh, research in the first year second year third year and of course supervision of the dissertation so in all four years but right now as of this year academic year i'm also a co-coordinator of the research uh, line in for the master program so you can even say in the fifth year so to speak mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that i'm doing on the other hand, and that's where my passion is, truly, mm -hmm. it's uh, um, I'm a coordinator of the um, outdoor leadership and adventure minor. It's a third year minor that takes place here in Levada. And soon there will be also a similar one which is going to take place in Bali. Okay, now it's getting interesting. Yes. <laughs> but I, I was thinking outdoor and i remember uh, the minor from mm. previous years um places like baltics scandinavia russia it's it's perfect for and then bali is like oh that's a surprise well uh well partially it's because we have a uh, satellite there mm -hmm. well, I mean, satellite but colleagues colleagues campus um and they will and well bali is also a very nice place for the outdoors True. Because uh, plus, if we talk about outdoor leadership and adventure, the adventure component does not really necessarily mean that you are talking only about uh, physical activities. Mm -hmm. It's also about um, basically anything can be adventure. It's adventure is in your mind. So something new, something unexpected, something that will bring some kind of reward. There are a lot of parameters that uh, will constitute, will tell you what adventure is. But um, therefore, if you're going to an exotic country and you're not familiar with this, but you're interested in experiencing that, it could be an adventure. Um, gambling can be an adventure. I mean, gambling can have significantly more serious consequences than yeah. going paragliding even mm -hmm. or whatever. Well. <laughs> well, if you know what you're doing. Maybe that's a problem with gambling as well. Um, yes. So, um, don't gamble. <laughs> Just for the people at home, don't gamble. Outdoor leadership, um, master program. How was it to 
arrive here to settle down in, in Leeuwarden. For anyone who is interested mm. in Leeuwarden as a city to live, to study. The thing is that it's, I think it it was almost last century. It was not last century. It was the beginning of uh, this century. But it has been a while since this change, and a lot has changed. I've seen a lot of changes. I mean, Leuvard became significantly more international. It became significantly more vibrant. It became significantly more exciting to be in. There is, there is just more happening. In the past, uh, <laughs> it was really interesting. Uh, my first impressions were, and I think it was not only for Leuvard, but for the, for the Netherlands at the time, um, six o'clock after six, uh, six after six o'clock, everything was closed. There was no one in the city. It was just dead. Uh, on Sunday, nothing. It was Leovaren looked like as if it were you know like this uh, abandoned city from a western you know like with these things rolling through the city mm-hmm. and well it would probably be a plastic bag or something. But uh, it was absolutely dead. Um, just nothing happening. Nowadays, you have things. And this is really a very positive thing because I love this city. I've uh, I've been also, besides teaching English and uh, outdoor leadership and adventure, I've been involved in the uh, heritage experience management for many years. Um, and I've heard the stories about the history, the heritage of the city presented to the students, presented by the students. And it made me really fell in love, fall in love in, with the city. So it's, um, I mean, definitely it's a very beautiful one. I've heard it many times that people compare it to Amsterdam because it has small canals. It's, it's, it has a lot of, it's a nice historic center. Um, there is something to look at. It's not as big as Amsterdam by far, but, uh, but still. That sounds really nice. Um, yeah, sounds, it sounds really like the city only gets better. I, it feels that way. It feels that way, that the city only is getting better. Um, it's definitely a student city. Um, we are not a university, academic, classical mm-hmm. university uh, city, but it's uh, the. I've even heard that someone was calling it the Habio uh, capital of the north. Oh, ladies uh, and gentlemen, yeah, do you hear this? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but because we uh, well now we have two. University of Applied Sciences, is it two? I think two. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah. In the past it was three, but yeah. now it's like, and it's, it, it it feels like it's one th- almost one third of the population are students. So it's it's. Uh, yeah, and, and as you said, they also add liveliness, and, yes, and of course, freaking quite some money. Let's face yeah. it. I mean, that's also interesting mm-hmm. for the city of Leeward. And be careful with the bike, where you're putting it. Always. Always, yeah. unless you want to get rid of it. I mean, <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that, what, what that brings me to, if a potential student or if a student is about to start here, mm-hmm. what would be just a tip for them about student life or about student life in Leeuwarden? Anything goes. Hmm. Just one. Just one. <laughs> um, there is a possibility to f- uh, to do some sport activities, and it's actually quite cheap. If you sign up, um, you need to um, sign up and just you, you just pay some installments, and then you can actually follow do some sports. And this is actually, I think, could be quite interesting because, let's face it, uh, Dutch winters can be dreary. Sometimes they are brilliant and nice mm-hmm. when the sun is shining, but uh, some other days it's not the best weather that's a very nice way of saying it. <laughs> just yeah 
Yeah, there is a lot of liquid sunshine, and the sun is shining above the clouds, but somewhere else, not somewhere in this country. Else, yeah, <laughs> but um, doing some sport can actually help. And we have a gym just opposite. Um, if uh, students are staying with the, uh, in the at the campus, at the mm -hmm. is it student stay? It's called. Yeah. Uh, Oh no! It's then it's a different name. It's a, oh, I'm so bad today with all the names and of yeah. departments, but student campus. Yeah, student campus. I mean, it's just uh, what a minute walking from. True. I mean, but otherwise there are there are things to do here. Yes. Sounds like a good one. Doing sports, getting to know people, getting to know the city. Mm. Uh, last question, and then we uh, kind of bridge it to the tourism mm. thing. What's your most remarkable travel experience? Ooh, that's a tough one. Because I, Good. it's it's a. Um, if I have to think about it, I've I've had some really interesting. My passionate uh, packrafter. If you don't know what a packrafter is, I mean, Google it. It's an inflatable boat, uh, quite light. Um, the thing is that one of my big trips with the packraft was, and where I was really lucky to be invited on, was uh, paddling the Grand Canyon, the Colorado River, for 12 days. It was a self-supported trip. But I still think that that was not my favorite trip. I think my favorite trip was the first time going to Japan. I was in, in love with Japan for decades. And um, for my honeymoon, uh, we went to Japan, and that was something really impressive. Since then, I've been three more times there, and if it were not for the lockdowns, it would have been even more. Does she also agree? Um, at <laughs> so my wife not wanted to start gossiping. Yeah, yeah, about no, this. It's, uh, but it's, it's <laughs> the funny thing was that um, so she was always you know like oh Japan like you're so crazy about Japan you've got all those books you're wasting all that money on all things Japanese. Um, so she eventually says sort of like, okay, let's go to Japan. And then <laughs> just around the Christmas, the, the year after, she's like, well, um, do we have plans for the summer? I was like, well, it would be nice to go somewhere. So I was like, what about Japan? And I was like, yes, <laughs> she's sold. She loves it. She loves the place. I mean, it's very good. I, we'll get back to you for another Mm. podcast about Japan. I, I would mm. love to visit and I'm sure mm. many people, students uh, included, mm. would love to learn about shoestring thing. actually. Okay, so maybe uh, <laughs> <laughs> any anyone who knows me, um, shoestring kind of travel it's may not, not yours. <laughs> yeah, may not be the strongest suit, but maybe you can convince <laughs> me. But Japan, I love it as a very nice conclusion and especially after two years of Corona, it's been mm. of course quite the challenge to travel and then of course Japan is like ultimate from, you know, definitely mm. European perspective. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, it was really nice welcome. talking to you and having you here as guest and um, also realizing how, for how long you're already part of the team. So True. quite some listeners, alumni, other people might know you. So thank you for joining. Just um, I'm waving hands to those people that I've taught and I know they're who I studied back. with. Oh, yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, dear listener. I hope you will join another time when we invite another alumnus, alumna, staff member. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. Bye.